The Australian College of Nursing has launched the Nurse Strong campaign aimed to encourage nurses to focus on their health and well-being. Research shows that nurses have lower levels of physical activity than average and many have lifestyle factors that place them at high risk for developing non-communicable diseases. Here to tell us more is CEO Adjunct Professor Kylie Ward. So Kylie, what does this campaign aim to yield? I'm really excited about the Nurse Strong campaign. My my intention in uh, when we, we've launched this, but even in my idea of pulling this campaign together, is really about uh, helping nurses, including myself, uh, make sure that we are a priority, that we put ourselves as a priority, and um, putting a little bit of attention to the nursing workforce. There's 390,000 nurses that are enrolled, registered and midwives in Australia. And I couldn't help but think that, uh, imagine if, uh, you know, if I, if I want to do a little bit more to get myself healthy and make sure that I'm not a consumer of the health service, then what if what if 100 nurses or 1,000 nurses or 10,000 nurses joined me? We, we're the leaders in the health uh, industry. We're the largest profession, but we're just such natural givers that we, um, we're we not very good at prioritising ourselves. So I'm really wanting nurses to know that uh, they are worth being a priority, that we put ourselves uh, equally first for, um, for a while and make sure that our own health and wellbeing is in check going into the future. How did you think of this idea? It actually came to me when I was in Geneva at the International Council of Nurses uh, meetings in May and then I went on to the World Health Assembly and what I noticed when I was looking around there was a lot of discussion about universal health care and non-communicable diseases and when I was looking you know with certainly not with judgment but with compassion I realized that at the World Health Assembly here's people from all over the world uh, and the International Council of Nurses we are the leaders in our field but we didn't really look like examples of the health profession. And so I got thinking even myself, like in almost three years in this job, somehow 10 kilos has crept on me. Uh, and I thought, you know, we, we're all working so hard and we're committed that somewhere we're forgetting to look after ourselves. And it just kept seeding in my mind. And then on the plane on the way home, I couldn't sleep. So I started writing all of these thoughts. And I thought, well, if I need to lose... 10 kilos, you know, what if 10 other people needed to do that or 100 or 1,000? If 1,000 people in Australia needed to be like me and lose 10 kilos just to make sure that we don't have any predeterminate or chronic disease, particularly diabetes, then, you know, that's 10 ton off the system. And what difference would that make to the burden of disease in Australia or taking the burden of disease off the healthcare system if if we um, actually were proactive in our own health. And so I had all these ideas running around and when I came home, I um, connected with Kristen, our, our media um, media expert, and said, what do you think? And uh, it just really evolved from there about the possibilities of what we could do, how we could engage. And I'm here for nurses, but I would love to see all health professionals join in on this because I'm really caring about everybody's health and wellbeing. And what are non-communicable diseases? Non-communicable diseases are now the leading cause of mortality and morbidity in Australia. 
non-communicable diseases. They're not contagious diseases. Um, they're more lifestyle factors that contribute. So uh, things like diabetes, hypertension, uh, you know, even some cancers, but it could be, you know, leading to strokes or sleep apnea, all sorts of those um, diseases that if we changed our lifestyle, we could influence or prevent. How will this campaign benefit the Australian economy? Well, you know, non-communicable diseases are also known as chronic diseases and they tend to have long duration. Um, sometimes they can be genetic or physiological, but it really is those env environmental or behavioural factors. So in terms of benefiting the economy um, and the community, if nurses are healthy themselves and if we prioritise our own health and well-being, the fact that we would prevent chronic disease um, for ourselves or be able to uh, manage chronic disease uh, if, if there is already the, uh, the onset of chronic disease to stop hospitalisation or for the deterioration would be a huge impact. Uh, I don't even know. I'd have to link up with the health economist to, to talk about what that could mean. So, for example, I talked to a friend of mine who's uh, a cardiologist and I, you know, one of my personal goals is uh, I could, you know, 10 kilos and it's not about looks, it's actually about having weight in places that uh, are around my organs. And so I said to uh, I said to my friend, what would 10 kilos do? And he said, well, if you're on blood pressure medication, it's one blood pressure, blood pressure tablet. Now, I'm not on blood pressure medication. I don't have high blood pressure. I actually have no chronic disease or I'm completely healthy. But it's, at this stage, the average age of a nurse is 44. I'm 48. It's about being able to be preventative and go into uh, the, the next years of our lives healthy. So I would like to get an economic, um, I'd like to get an economic value. I don't have it yet, but I suspect that it would influence tens of thousands or millions of dollars if nurses stayed healthy and weren't consumers of the health system. So how should nurses take better care of themselves? The... There's really, uh, it's not rocket science. I think we all know what to do. One of the challenges for nurses is the, the competing demands and how, how much we take on in, uh, in managing and running the health services. So, you know, the, the basic rules of having some time out, being mindful, uh, making sure we have work-life integration. It's really about, you know, the the good messages for the community about doing some exercise. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily really big things, but it's actually about competing priorities. So the most important thing for nurses to do is put themselves as an equal priority. There are nurses who are burnt out, worn out, unwell. This is what worries me is the amount of actual and perceived bullying or nurses um, and health professionals not looking after each other. And we're in pretty stressful situations. We tend to always know to deliver really good or exceptional care, but sometimes we can be a bit tough on each other. So a little bit of time out and having high levels of energy and a good approach to health and strength um, could help workplace relations as well. 
Why do nurses have lower levels of physical activity than average? Uh, this is this is a great question, and there's a couple of um, pronged approaches to this. You know, nurses often neglect to look after their own health, and it really, as a, as a result, it's for caring for others. I was talking to a, a nurse uh, the other evening who used to work for me when I was a director of nursing, and. She's been an after-hours nurse manager for 44 years. She's now retired, and I was telling her about this initiative, and she said, Kylie, you know, she's mid, mid to late 60s, she said, we were never trained to take care of ourselves. It was always the priority is the patient. And I don't know that that's actually changed in all of our undergraduate curriculum and for any health professional. So, uh, you know, compared to the Australian population, nurses go into this profession to look after others and somewhere along the way you give and give and perhaps forget to give to yourself. We're pretty selfless individuals. There's also um, the nature of the work that we do. So needing to provide care all day, every day, everywhere means that for hundreds of thousands of nurses, we commit to a life of shift work or at least very long hours uh, to meet the demands of the role and so I think that just that sense of there's you never really get on top of your work day there's always more to do and um, how do you balance that with it being okay to say no or to put something on hold and that's something that I would like to see invested nurses generally you know the lower levels of activity um, some risky behaviors sometimes Part of it's about where do we find, um, or where do we find our own support to nourish us, or you know, just about potentially being exhausted. Night shift workers are working under the lights. It's not, you know, where's the sunshine? Your sleeping's all out. There's just so many reasons why nurses have lower levels of physical activity. What lifestyle behaviours place them at risk for developing non-communicable diseases? The irregular hours and the long hours, even myself, I don't do shift work now, but I certainly do very long hours. Uh, there's nurse unit managers and nurse managers who spend all day in their units or with the staff in communities in aged care and then into the early hours of the evening are getting on top of emails and all of the management side of work so they're not really leaving you know, it, nothing to do 12-hour days. But part of it is the irregular hours, the long hours, poor diet, um, definitely lack of exercise. If you're starting a shift at 7 in the morning, you know, it's pretty challenging to get up and uh, exercise before then and then at the end of the day, we're still 90% female-dominated profession and even our men, you know, there's families to care for, uh and there's other responsibilities that many of us have in our busy lives. And really, just that whole lack of focus on self-care. There's private organisations that part of your package is to have gyms and everybody's popping off at lunchtime to go, you know, for walks or to the gym, but nurses will get there half an hour. There's probably work to do. They're in the tea room. You're a registered nurse in aged care. You can't leave the environment because there's no other registered nurse on in many facilities. So there's not too far that you can go so that you're supporting all of the other staff while you just grab a cup or something to eat. And finally, in what ways can nurses look after themselves mentally? Yeah, this 
is uh, to to be um, interesting, to to have hobbies, and to to know that uh, we're very passionate, we're very committed. If nurses actually contracted back to just our hours and never did anything more than our eight hours or whatever hours we're working, the health system would be crippled. So, you know, I love that we always go above and beyond and that we give. And it's working out how to have work-life integration rather than work-life balance. Nurses need to learn to prioritise themselves. And part of the reason in me putting myself out and doing this Nurse Strong campaign is that I know it's easier said than done. I'm probably easy for me to say, let's look after ourselves, but then I'm the first one to be working till midnight, getting emails done and keeping on top of my work. So that's why I thought there's power in the community and nurses, when we come together, we're the best kind of people and we'll look after each other. So it's it's being, um, it's being vulnerable enough to say, we need help, uh, let's do it together. And then certainly making sure that we program some time in. So now even at the Australian College of Nursing, the incredible staff have organised their time at lunchtime where we've set aside for walking. So we'll make that meeting free time so that nobody has uh, a chance to miss out. And it's not just around exercise and physical strength. It's, it's you know, whether you want to garden, whether you want to read, however you like to um, have interests and hobbies and other activities so that there is that little bit of diversity 